0: One really dingy A <laughs> uh, gracious, hello. Have I reached the party to whom I am speaking? Is-is this General Motors? Oh. Hi, General. How's everything going again? Tell me, how's Mrs. Motors? <laughs> oh, I-I beg your pardon. You-you are the president of the General Motors? <laughs> of course. Of course now I recall General Motors. That's a switch, isn't it? Somebody recalling General Motors. <laughs>
1: a real, but could you help me place this car?
2: Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show.
3: I say this calls for action and now.
1: Okay, so no one's answering. Well, can't you just let it ring a little? Who shadows out the night Let it ring forevermore
2: You're calling. <laughs> you might have guessed that one. <laughs> You're calling today on the Christian Car Guys show. And before I get into all that, I got a calling for you. God is calling you to set your clocks back tonight. <laughs> if you didn't know that, Yes, it's Halloween. How fun is that? And at the same time, God wants you to make it to church on time tomorrow. So you got to set your your clocks. I guess you, yeah, you fall back. That's what's going on. So we get an extra hour of sleep and have fun. You know, we don't want you showing up at church too early. (laughs) Or maybe that might be good. I don't know. But I know this is one place that you're getting a call. So... You know, the famous laugh-in skit there that Lily Tomlin played just <laughs> calling the general of General Motors is just uh, classic stuff. Then we got, of course, Jim Croce with his love that he thought would save him. I, I, you know, that's a really chilling kind of discussion, isn't it? And then last week, somebody challenged me on whose ukulele that was underneath, you know, Welcome to the Christian Car Guy show – and I knew it was the Hawaiian guy who sings Somewhere Under the Rainbow, but I looked it up. It is, his A lot of people refer him to him as Izzy. his Israel, like, Hawaiian name that starts with a K that's really long, but it's a beautiful Somewhere Over the Rainbow version, if you've never heard it. And I, I love the ukulele that's under that, so I used that. And then the Electric Light Orchestra, right? If you, if Think about how many songs. I could have used dozens to talk about phone calls. But you got to call... It's coming from God. It's all the time. And, you know, a lot of men, they, they struggle with that. And so we got a boot camp coming up. I'm really, really fun. I'm with Masculine Journey Radio as well the other things that I get to do. But one of my funnest things I get to do is boot camp. And we're going to start that one November 12th through the 15th. So we're about 10 days out. And very, very exciting. By the way, that's all at ChristianCarGuy.com. If it, believe me, a lot of people fly in from out of state and stuff to this thing. It is, it's a time that we spend alone with God. There's no cell phone coverage up there. So you, you can get alone. We're going to have plenty of covenant of silence times for you to pray. But one of the things we pray about is what is our calling, right? A lot of men struggle right here, including me. <laughs> you know, God, what what do you want me to be when I grow up? <laughs> so... It, there's a lot of instruction there and and so this this particular camp I t- happened to draw that talk which is one of the talks that goes on a little bit later in that and, and it just intrigues me on how we kind of triangulate that position and so I've been studying that all week really, really hard because I have that talk and then yesterday was my birthday so really, really fun. My daughter, my granddaughter came over to help me celebrate my daughter Tess who's the nurse and as you know, you would do it at a family dinner. You know, Tess is telling us that she really thinks she might have PTSD from what she experienced this week. And that, and I really didn't have any idea all what nurses go through at times. But clearly, you know, she was in, she works in the operating room at the trauma center at Baptist Hospital. And there was a gunshot wound to a 22-month-old baby. And she happened to be, you know, not in her normal position, but she was helping out some of the what they call scrub techs. I don't know all that much about it. So she had scrubbed in in order to help them to get ready for anything that might show up. And while she scrubbed in, whatever that means exactly, and I suppose nurses and doctors out there know what I'm talking about, but I know while she's scrubbed in, all of a sudden, here comes this complete trauma case of this 22-year-old child that had been shot and oh my goodness what she described that she went through and I did not know that they keep the operating room like at 100 degrees while they're going through something like this and as she begins to describe all the things that they were doing to save this baby's life and as I'm listening to her I'm realizing the call that's on her life to do something just like really significant and I can see how this and and fortunately the child lived at least through these first couple surgeries and last I heard they were still in critical condition and we can still be praying for that it means a whole lot to my daughter believe me because she feels like oh my gosh dad we were in the operating room at 100 degrees for like five or six hours and and seeing this doctor just do amazing things that would save this ch- save this child's life but as she's describing it you know to me she says, you know, Dad, like when you, when, you, when you clean a fish and you see this and she's describing things that you, and then all of a sudden it hit me. That's right. One of the reasons that Tess wanted to be a nurse was I took her fishing when she was a kid. And part of the thing that, you know, my son was never all that wild about cleaning the fish, Tess loved it. And one of the things I used to love, which just sounds really gruesome, but it turned out to be instrumental that God would use this in a powerful way. That like oh my goodness, I I used to love to if you catch the fish and you and you get the guts out really quick you can watch their little heartbeat and it just was neat and I used to show Tess look at that you can see his heart still beating and and, and so she she just fell in love with this whole process and, and and so part of the reason that she wanted to be my my mother was a nurse and she loved that idea of service but she really wanted to be a nurse and involved in things that I don't think a lot of people you know, naturally have a gifting towards, but clearly she does. But as I'm sitting there watching this, I'm looking like, oh, oh my goodness, God, how did this happen? How did she understand this? And I realized that because of some of the callings that God had on my life, which was, I love to fish. I actually love to clean fish. <laughs> I love to hunt. I actually love to dress deer. I, it, you know, it's something I've always done. And I've And I did not realize, oh my goodness, God would use this in order to save or help save this particular person's life, or maybe all kinds of people that God is working on in so many different ways while we're just sitting back there thinking about it. But there's this wonderful movie clip that we used in this talk that you, that just is down in everybody's soul that's ever seen it. It's Eric Little in the you know the Olympics near the turn of the century. He was a runner, but he was also wanting to be a missionary to China. And in this little quote there, His sister's trying to talk him into just being a missionary, and he says, but but God made me fast, and to not run would be to hold him in contempt, because when I run, I can feel his pleasure, and to win is to honor him. Well, the point is that quite often our calling isn't that big thing to go to China. (laughs) It might be. I mean, all those things are part of it, but... We were called to an abundant life, and there's little things in life like that that could be a huge part of your calling because you feel God's pleasure when you do that. It may be playing a musical instrument, which part of what I'm going to do, and this is and part of the reason I want y'all to come is you may know I chopped up my little finger and I play guitar. So at the end of this, I'm going to play my and then my 12 string came off my 11 string guitar. The little part that holds it up at the bridge is gone. So I'm going to play. Classical gas on 11 strings with nine fingers, okay? <laughs> and you get a chance to experience that if you go to this boot game, We're going to talk about this calling. And, you know, there's a lot of really, really powerful forces that are at work here. But then there's always something really simple that God's just trying to get at in all of this. And he really kind of makes it clear just in Genesis when he just gives you your first calling, right? Because he he sits Adam down and he says, okay, the very first thing he says to Adam is what? Be fruitful. Oh, my gosh. Can we dive into that? But here's what I want you to do to help share with me um, today because I'm all by myself and I need your calls is, what do you do, and it may not be your actual occupation, or it may be, what do you do where you feel God's pleasure? It might be selling cars. You know, it, it, it might be doing something else or working the board of church. I don't know. But what do you do where you sense God's pleasure, like Eric Little did, while you do it, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, i would love to hear your story today i don't want to be all alone so call me We're calling today on the Christian Car Guy Show. God's calling you and <clears throat> actually he's calling you all the time. <laughs> the big question is, do I pick up the phone? But meanwhile we have I'm very excited. I ask, where do you sense God's pleasure and what you do? And I asked that people call in and share with that with me, which I'm very excited to have. Joan is in Greenville, South Carolina. Joan, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning.
3: Good morning.
2: So I am dying to know what 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 you want to share with us.
3: Okay, when I was growing up, my mother was a school teacher, and I always did not want to be like my mother, <laughs> like a lot of kids do. Right. And so, guess guess what God has me doing today?
2: <laughs> I saw that one coming. Yeah, you guessed it. You guessed
3: <laughs> it. And uh, not only that, but I'm I'm teaching release time, which is. Uh, where we take the kids out of the school to a nearby church to teach them uh, Bible study and prayer, have prayer, uh, during the school day. And we are able to do that because of a ruling um, that the Supreme Court made in the 1950s that this was constitutional, that we could do that as long as we have the parents' permission and do it away from the school grounds, off of the campus. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity. When When they were asking at my church for teachers, I thought, well, I'm just going to try it, just to see what happens. And I'd never done anything, any taught, any teaching before. And I always loved little kids, and I felt comfortable with little kids. But this is middle school, so God was taking me, definitely taking me out of my me out of my comfort zone. But it, it's been difficult at times because middle school is a hard time in life mm-hmm. for kids, and and everybody that works with them. But it's been difficult at times and I felt would feel like. You know, I'm not getting through to these kids. I'm not doing any good here. But yet, there then there are times when I'm telling a Bible story and they are just hanging on to every word. Wow! And it it, it feels it feels like God is smiling down on me at that time. I know I'm doing God's word, God's work in my life. Isn't
4: that, and then there are smart. times
3: too, and there's times too in the community where I will run into a student that I had in middle school who is now graduated from high school and either going to college or working. And it is amazing. Sometimes the kids that I have the hardest time with <laughs> are the ones that are going to be missionaries and, you know, doing job, uh, working in a pharmacy, just things like that. And it just really touches my, my heart, and it validates what I'm doing to see those kids that I didn't think were hearing a word I said.
2: Oh that's well, the, that's the very Yeah, that's the very word now validation.
3: Yeah, are doing God's will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And I call that the uh is this is going to sound a little weird, but I've always thought about this, you know, I call it the buck knife strategy. And and here's the deal that those kids that are difficult to work with and I yeah. I I've, I've dealt with a lot of them over the years. <laughs> they're yes. like a, a buck knife they're really 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 hard to get sharp and and i really think yeah. jewish people to a great extent not to you know i don't know to be judgmental or whatever but i've i've met a lot of jewish people and they're really 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 hard to get sharp but once you get a buck knife sharp it stays sharp i mean it really can do a lot of cutting <laughs> uh-huh and and, and yeah. so those same kids they're influencers, and and they really have giftings, but of course they got different attacks because Satan's very aware of what those kids are capable of, and, and he's been coming after them big time, right? Yes. And, and That's so very it's, true. it's so beautiful that you know you have this testimony that others listening go, well, maybe it's worth the extra ten minutes with this kid. That's driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> So that's right. that's I have beautiful. Seen God work in so many amazing ways in that that it it, it encourages me that now to take those that are difficult and spend that extra time with them.
2: That's wonderful.
3: You know because I've seen I've seen already in the past how God has worked in that life.
2: That's just beautiful, Joan. God bless you. Thank you for calling and sharing. I really really appreciate it. Thank you. It's just so wonderful to have your call today. I love your show. Thank you, Joan. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye.
4: Thank you.
2: All right, you know you got something to say, and you are welcome, please me. I'm dying to hear what you want to say, 866-348-7884. You know you've sensed God's pleasure when you're doing this, even though it didn't seem at the time like this would be something. Oh, God was in it. He was in that fishing trip. He was was in that time you went out and started playing the piano, or whatever the situation was. It's just amazing to see how this stuff comes back. So... As I'm preparing for this boot camp, I'm, I, I'm looking at these things that I've used in the past to try to help me what I call triangulate my position. So if you went out to try to find your way right now to somewhere, you would probably need a map or a GPS system. Or a lot of times, you triangulate your position with your eyes, you just don't even know it. It's like I'm sitting here and I know where the microphone is, which kind of tells me where my producer is. <laughs> Right, Kim? (laughs) And based on where that window is, I kind of know where I'm supposed to sit or where where I'm headed because I'm actually triangulating my position with my eyes, which is what you do if you're out at sea and and, and you've got a buoy over here to the left and and an island to the right, and, and you take your compass and you see what degrees that's headed that way and that way, and you triangulate your position. But in order to do that, you need a really good compass that knows where true north is, and you also need a really good map. And so, as I'm doing this talk for the boot camp, the the three touch points that I'm going to be talking about that we use to kind of triangulate our calling, our desire, like something you really, really want to do, like go fishing, or maybe teach or not. (laughs) Um, Desire's a big, one of those three things you can triangulate on validation, which you just heard Joan talk about, you sense God pleasure. You can get validation from a lot of places, but validation from God, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, means a ton. And the third one is risk. Now the map, you might guess, is your life story. And the compass, as you might also guess, is Jesus slash the word of God. So when we get back, we'll talk about that, but I would more like to talk about your story because that's how the stuff really comes, where people can see how God is actually doing this in your life. 866-348-7884, 34 truth You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
1: Can't you just let it ring a little longer, longer, longer? Oh, oh. I'll just sit tight through shadows of the night. Let it ring forevermore.
2: You're calling today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Where do you sense God calling you, and where do you feel his pleasure? You know, it's a, it's an amazing thing. And one of the places we here at the Christian Car Guy Show actually feel God's pleasure and we get to do this is in the Jesus Labor of Love where we help out single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And you may know that with it, I got a new volunteer here about five, six months ago, Scott, who he's told me about these phone calls and how he can sense God's pleasure as he gets a chance to pray with these ladies and see what they could do. But, you know, it's kind of interesting. God was kind of calling on me this morning to go, you know, you really need somebody else to help you. Because lately we've had a lot of cars donated. It's just been absolutely wonderful. And keeping up with all that has been a struggle to stay between the people that need the cars and the people that are donating the cars and getting the cars fixed and all that stuff. So maybe you would feel God's pleasure in dealing in that in some way. You can go to christiancarguy.com, and there, of course, you can... Listen to all the shows, past podcasts, Christian Carguy Theater, but you can easily see how to email me if if you want to get connected to the Jesus Labor Love. There's all sorts of stuff there. Or maybe you want to go and come to the boot camp and hear the complete talk on calling that I'm going to do and all that stuff. You can register for the boot camp right there at christiancarguy.com. But getting back to uh, these stories, I'm really blessed because we got a couple of callers calling in. I got, I think it's, is it Shay in Durham? Good morning.
5: Hi, Robbie. This is Shay. Yes, uh, I feel that I have a little story to share, and hopefully, it'll be edifying to others. Yes, basically, what you're saying is a calling. You know, I feel um, the life I had lived since I became a child of God that's about three, almost about three uh, decades ago that was calling. And that was God's calling, of course. And from then on, that all the transformation taking place in my heart, in my life, and some are tangibly, obviously, some are internally, transformation of heart. The, one of the things that I felt for sure was that in my late 30s, that a, entering into nursing field, uh, nursing school, that. Uh, the kind of opportunity that I had that I had not had in the, in the country that I had grown up, which was South Korea, that I was born right after the Korean War, that, you know, faced all the poverty, all those, uh, all, all those poignant things that I faced through that had never had a chance to uh, get a formal education. So, for me, from the get go, when there was an opportunity for me to enter the nursing school in my late age, with English being my second language, I knew it was God's calling. I knew without my doubt that I knew it was going to be hard. I knew that I had to study twice harder than other people, which I did. And that was about 20 years ago, and the career that I had been in, this nursing field is definitely, I knew in my heart that it was called, no doubt. How God has used this opportunity also mightily to, to really just give me so many opportunities in my nursing career. There have been numerous and numerous opportunities that open for me to share the gospel. It may not directly, it may, it may, it may not have a direct gospel sharing, but there were many. Because of the fact my, my, my uh, ethnicity and my language, it also had opened many doors that come to realization that every person has the uniqueness that other person do not have the i knew that god was enabling me to see that so therefore i use every opportunity oh uh, it's so easy just to that's when i share gospel i get so excited and people even tell me share you most many times you are reserved and quiet but when you talk about christianity you you glow and you get so excited, <laughs> and which I am, and I just couldn't. Sometimes I would go on and on, and I have to remind myself, oh no, I am overpowering this with a message, a person that who doesn't have a, uh, who doesn't have any understanding. So I have to kind of refrain myself. But yeah, so and so you know to respond to you. Oh yeah,
2: that's it, beautiful, and I I know, I know from past experience that you are working in oncology, and you gave people this poem, right? That you sent me one time.
5: Exactly, the cancer poem. And that's, that was, that there was another tool that God has enabled me to, to find this, uh, that, that as used as a tool and which had opened many doors. People uh, may not ever respond at the time, but it prompted them to think through it because those words are very powerful, very very penetrating words that it demands the proof up to uh, to to examine their hearts and many patients have told me that and i usually use that tool when they, when i know that they are transitioning to hospice care from then on that i take my limitation as a nurse that i will approach them i'll try to establish a relationship and i will try to approach them as though you know this that i from now when they transitioned, I tried to make connections so I be able to make them a call at their home and I made a lot of friendship and then they i even visited their homes i even I even entered, uh, went to many of the funeral as well too so through that the, my take on was that I will tell them from now on I'm approaching you as a friend, not as a nurse, and That's I am um, putting yeah. you as a messenger of God to tell you. And then, yeah, for me, uh, many opportunity, opportunities has been that, that I would, there was not much of a time. For me, my message was a sense of urgency. Sometimes, uh, many times I had to get to the point, you know, so you know what's happening to you. Have you thought about what's going ha- to happen to you after you take a last breath? So, of course, that opened the door for many yeah.
4: opportunities.
5: You <clears throat> their hearts where they are. But it has been a... I consider privilege, Ravi, that how God has allowed me to use my nursing sphere and also how God has put that passion in my heart. And obviously that passion intensified after I, my husband died of heart attack at the age of 58, you know, after being married for 30 plus years. And during that time, of course, you know, my spirit went into pitfall. It took for a while to get out of pitfall. Obviously, Jesus uh, rescued me from there. But what it did, he intensified the passion. i always been evangelic- evangelical ever since I became a Christian. Uh, so, I, But it intensified. And I see people there when I see those people who are... Uh, who, who, whose body is deteriorating from the ca- cancer you know the body and minds are ravaging by but I see the soul I feel that what Satan has done to what God has created most precious you we were created by image of God and Satan's ultimate goal was to destroy what God has created right. and I see the soul behind when I see that and when patients say I pray to, I pray God didn't hear me. And, of course, there's an opportunity. So many of you know, what patients say, and I was, I was able to use those opportunities to share the truth of, that is, you know what,
2: that is awesome.
5: this is what the Bible says. Yes. The Bible says, you and I are dying, because we, it, God, it, God did not make you die. It is a Satan's work. But at the same time, I would tell them, but you know what, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the resurrection if you truly believe that Jesus was resurrected and you believe that you could resurrect it, you and I will have a new body. So many, many different opportunities you know, came into my way and many people, the thing about body is that most time I get attention from these patients that other people may not. some reason, like, I get attention, they listen and they will, they will come around and come <laughs> back to some Well, I think I,
2: that when you, when you dive into that, Che, that the reason why you get their attention is because literally when you're connected to the vine, right, he, he's got the power to touch hearts. We don't have that power, but he can touch people's hearts through us when, when we give him a chance. I hate we got to we got to move on. Che. But thank you so much for that wonderful testimony. Absolutely beautiful. Um, exactly you, where you feel oh. God's pleasure. And what a story. Um, it, it, just keep up the great work, my friend. And we'll be praying for you. God bless. Well,
5: thank you for allowing me to share.
2: Of course, thank you, thank you, thank you.
5: All right.
2: Bye bye. I got my good friend Sarah Linda up in Port Orchard, Washington, uh, who also has a story for us. Sarah, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Oh, good
4: morning.
2: About good the morning. time I say good morning, here comes the break music because we got to go to a break, Sarah. But when we get back, we're going to oh, hear more okay. from Sarah. Okay. But I got to tell you, when he just said be fruitful. There's a secret in the Hebrew word fruit, and it's that first letter which means it's God's presence. So I thought about this. You know you can't have fruit without God? It's like it takes two to tango. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
0: One ringy (gasps) (laughs) A gracious hello. Have I reached the party to whom I am speaking? Is is this General Motors? Hi, General. How's (laughs) everything in the gun? Tell me, how's Mrs. Motors? (laughs) Oh, I I beg your pardon. You you are the president of the General Motors? (laughs) Of course. Of course, now I recall General Motors. That's a switch, isn't it? Somebody recalling General Motors?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're calling today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and... Speaking of calling, coming up at 1 o'clock on the Truth Network, you've got The Cure. And their show today is a movie maker and the star of the new show, Faith Under Fire, which gets right into calling, because right before the break, I mentioned that in Genesis 128, it, he, he actually made this really, really simple. If you just stop right at the first when he here he's telling Adam, here's what you're supposed to do, be fruitful, Okay. And so you may be aware in Galatians 5, they give us these fruits to kind of give us an idea of what that means. And they are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and of course, self-control. Well, I don't know. As I was thinking about this, in order to have fruit, right, it takes two to make a baby. It takes two to tango. In other words, I got to have Jesus. And he says that in John 15, right? Abide in me and you'll bear much fruit, which will glorify my Father. I mean, that's kind of how the deal works. But that last fruit of the spirit that has always been a bit of a challenge for me, I don't know if it is for you, but it's called self-control. And I had to just pause on that this morning and think, wait a minute, for me to get self-control, <laughs> I got to rely on somebody other than myself, right? That's fascinating that it's kind of an a, a oxymoron almost, you know, like self-control. It can't be done in and of, of yourself. It takes God in order to do that deal. And so if you will stay in his presence, seek his face like it says in Chronicles, right, those who seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then he's going to, you know, that's where all the fruit comes from. It's his face. It's his presence. Getting back to Sarah, I didn't mean to hold you but I want to get those thoughts in, Sarah, before we got your story. But now I'm ready. What have you got for us?
6: <laughs> well, I, I was thinking this morning uh, before I turned you, you, your program on, about my grand granddaughter uh, oh, and yeah. uh, I was thinking about I have this uh, I have this maybe different understanding of the millennium on which we've which we were headed for uh, when we will return with our Lord and and that we will be uh, well I've been thinking about that and I was thinking about the fear that she my granddaughter Erica had, of of water and we didn't discover it till much later but when she was just little uh, her mom you did mommy and me in uh, learning to swim and anyway that was when she uh, it was just something that happened in her life and she had this fear of water we didn't know that but and and I um uh, uh, uh dear his anyway she She uh, um, had her uh, stepmother, uh, who was a very precious woman, uh, had uh, given um, her—anyway, the thing is that this fear of water, uh, I felt that God was really going to uh, um, (laughs) be—I can't give you all of that. (laughs) I, I, <laughs> the thing is, I was thinking about how those fears are gone now and that uh, she is, is uh, with the Lord and, and there, those things that uh, uh, God is going to be blessing her in that new creation as he's blessing her now. And I started writing a poem. Well, well, because that's the way I form my thoughts, and I'm just working on it. So uh, that, that all those things that uh, that may have been a, a, a problem to us in this life, God is going to make them uh, a blessing in in a, in the in the, in our forever
4: life. Yeah, and like
2: you, you know, and I know. As as people are listening to Sierra Linda, who's just one of my dearest friends. I mean, I just am so glad you called this week because I've been missing you. But but in <laughs> her early life, she had tr- struggles forming yes. thoughts and sentences. So these poems that you do, which I don't, you know, I don't want to miss out on this because I don't want to run out of time. So can, will you okay. mind reading to us what you got so okay. far?
6: Okay, here's what I got so far. It's got. I'm working on it. We are made in the likeness of our stager. Of his body, we are a part. He is the ark of our salvation. We are the treasures of his heart, forever in his heart. Uh, the life we live in this dimension, he has given us to find his pleasures. Our delights we find when we received him become preserved, eternal treasures preserved within our heart, within Within the new heart he did give us are stored the blessings which uh, will not fade. Fade With, Within the ark which is his body from his broken heart from which we're made. And I have to write one more, more, more sentence, but... <laughs>
2: well... Saved kind of goes in the end. I was thinking about that. It just but see, you, so you illustrate a number of things right there, Sarah Linda. It's just beautiful. Number one, I can sense God's pleasure when you write your poems, <laughs> and, and and it's interesting that when you look in the description of King David, that 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 the, the, when they was um gonna have King David sing for Saul and play his harp, it says that this man is skilled. At playing an instrument but he is also a man of war and a warrior and the idea of a warrior poet which the scotsman did for years you see there's a side of us that has to fight satan but then there's this other side of us that's all for all of us as a poet and 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 that may come out through music or it may come out through some other art form or, or drawing or whatever but you see when you're sensing god's pleasure and all that you you literally are seeking his face right uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. and as you're there abiding in him then you can bear fruit cuz including self-control because it just <laughs> if everybody was listening to to this segment i hope you did caught this right uh-huh. sarah linda was given the gift of poetry to help her frame her thoughts so she could communicate with him and that's a form of self-control when she's in god's oh. presence you see You see what happened? All of a sudden, she she framed her thoughts perfectly, because if you didn't get something out of that poem, you just weren't listening.
6: (laughs) Right? Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. It
2: it just is. And your, your granddaughter, I was also thinking this. You know, Jesus is the living water. Yes. Satan would love for us to be afraid of water. But there's no reason to fear because there's nothing, nothing compared to the living water.
6: Amen. Yes. (laughs) That's just
2: absolutely, um, it springs up to eternal life. Yes. It it just does. Yes. And and so as I was thinking about your precious granddaughter and the struggles and her mother, what a treasure, what a pleasure it's going to be. You know, I want to put my arms around you guys in heaven. <laughs> I do. I'm looking forward to this. Because, you know, I just know that it's going to be like, here's Jesus, and we can see what all he's done in your life. Thank you, Sarah Linda, for calling. Oh, I've been missing you. Oh, thank you. I mean,
4: I, I've been, well, it's
6: there's lots lot been going on, and, and I'm just so I this morning thinking about. The, the the blessing that she is and that is not is that with still within her and that there's more to come
2: yeah there and, is i hate we gotta run but that music tells okay. me i'm about out of time thank you sarah linda god bless as always bless. we'll be praying for your loss and um so as you're listening you know, think about where do you sense God's pleasure? What's he calling up? Where can I bear fruit at the, the situation as if we seek his face, especially in this coming week? The closer we can get to, eyes on Jesus, hearts on Jesus. Wow. I mean, we can't miss but bear fruit if he's there with us. That's the deal. He's in control. <laughs> so slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in You're 33 years. You're
4: listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.